Hello and welcome to episode 252 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow food in my allotment and vegetable patch. Coming up a little later on, Lee Connolly from the Skinny Gin Gardener Podcast will be joining me here in the potting shed to discuss our plans for 2020. But firstly, before that, as always, we have the diary with what I've been up to in my allotment over the last week. Well, it is the 1st of January 2020 today, the first day of the year, so happy new year. And I've already had a brilliant start to the new year. Now, you may recall I had trouble over Christmas where I'd left my keys for my allotment in my van that was in for repairs. Well, via a process of getting the keys passed to various people to get to me, I have managed today to get my keys for the allotment. And that meant I could pop down the allotment and do a few bits. Now, I didn't have a huge amount of time today, so I couldn't go far into it, but I made the most of what time I had. And as always, my first job, and I felt it was quite important to do this today, is just to walk around and see if there was anything in desperate need for attention. As I hadn't been down here properly for a couple of weeks, I was expecting there to be quite a few problems. But actually, on a whole, everything was in pretty good condition. The only thing I really noticed is that my brassicas particularly my purple sprouting broccoli has been nibbled by something I suspect by pigeons now that is probably my own fault I don't tend to cover my brassicas with netting or anything the reason for that is I find particularly in the spring and summer when weeds are growing if they're covered I tend not to weed under the covering because it becomes fiddly to do I'm the type I just want to get on and at this time of year that means the pigeons are obviously looking for sanctuary and my brassicas are an easy target well the reality is weeds don't really grow at this time of year so perhaps for next year i should cover them over in order to prevent them being nibbled now the nibbling on these is not massive there's still plenty of plants growing so it'll be not the end of the world it's just not brilliant And I'm sure we're still going to get some veg out of this, so time will tell. But for next year, I think I have to think about properly netting the plants. And I'll probably have to come up with something for the time being, but that'll come another day. Now, after that, I fired up my lawnmower after bringing in some fresh petrol. You may recall a few weeks ago that my lawnmower broke with a broken throttle cable, which I since replaced, but I didn't have any fresh petrol to run it on. Well, I did today. It ran up fine and it's chopped up all the collection of weeds and bits of grass that I have collected over the last few weeks that haven't been chopped up. And I just ran the lawnmower over that collection of weeds and grass. And I just find that by chopping all my weeds and grass up into smaller pieces, it produces a much better compost. It gets hotter, quicker, it's faster at producing compost. And the compost is a much better quality compost, in my opinion. It wasn't too wet today to use the lawnmower either, so that meant it didn't block up so much, which is great. Now after that, and this job actually took quite a while, and that was a case of offloading the wooden planks that I've been carrying in the back of my van since before Christmas. Now these are the planks of wood that I cut down to size just before Christmas in order to replace my pallet wood beds that I've been using for the last few years. And as the beds become empty, I will be replacing 
these pallet woods with this much thicker stronger wood as we go along but I'm not going to be replacing those just yet but I just wanted to get the wooden planks down on the allotment ready to go so that as soon as the bed is ready I can just throw them straight in there. Now I've said quite a bit over the last month or so that there's the garden work is reduced but it's the ideal time to do infrastructure and get ahead of those jobs that can either can only be done at this sort of time of year or get ahead of the jobs for spring and that includes just cutting down these wooden planks in order to build the beds and that's exactly what I've done now to me it makes a lot of sense if I had to replace the beds and cut the wood down as I replace the beds it just makes that job last a little bit longer whereas the spare time I've had lately just freed up that time well, that's it for today. Anyway, I'll be back down here on Sunday if everything goes to plan and hopefully we'll get quite a bit done. Well, today is the 5th of January 2020. I'm on the allotment today and it's been an interesting day. Weather-wise, we've had periods of sunny spells followed by this really drizzly rain, really misty, drizzly rain, which I don't actually like that much. I find it tends to get wetter than if it's pouring down. Anyway, that didn't stop me from getting on and doing quite a bit of work. Now, one of the first tasks that I tackled today was the removal of my current bush bed. Now, I removed the current bushes from here a few weeks ago, but this was basically one of my smaller beds that are split into three sections. And each section had a different variety of current bush. There was a red current bush, a white current bush, and a black current bush. Now, the bed had been empty for a few weeks, so... It just needed to come apart and I unscrewed that with my drill, took that apart, saved the pallet wood that was still good to build a compost bin with over the next few weeks. And all the wood that was no good, I'm taking home to be burnt. Now that's cleared that area and that is now ready so that I can build a cold frame over the next few weeks. You'll hear me say quite often there's quite a few building plans that are going on as we progress throughout this year. Don't mind that because I think it's fun to do this sort of thing. Now after I had cleared that area and dismantled that bed I then went into my greenhouse. Now my greenhouse is where I see I will be working quite a lot in over the next few weeks and probably the one area where I'm going to need ready for plants first. So I've had to tidy up in there and just remove some of my buckets of broken glass, cleared the shelves and just got those ready so that when plants come along they can go straight in there. Now down the northern side, which is where I grew plants in the ground over 2019, I have ran a piece of my wooden board. Same as what I'm building the beds out of. And this has just given me a defined area for the bed, just something I like to do. Then into that bed, I've poured a layer of horse manure as a bit of a mulch and again this is just getting it ready for the growing season now that's all ready to go all i've got to do now is get some plants in here and ready to go now you may remember back in november i sowed some carrot seeds a variety called adelaide in a pot in the greenhouse uh, this variety was meant to be able to be grown throughout the winter and i sowed some seeds back in november as i said and they did germinate, but the germination was quite low. Well, those germinated plants have not made it. They've all died. So that experiment I am classing now as a failure. After that, I then went to my asparagus and rhubarb bed and cleared quite a few of the weeds again. And then again, I've laid a layer of compost manure as a mulch. Now, I have noticed that one of my rhubarb crowns has started to grow, started to show some signs of putting on life. 
Now this is one of my early varieties. I believe the variety was Timpeli early, but the label has disappeared, so I can't be certain of that. However, it is starting to grow, so that should mean we can get some rhubarb quite early on in the season. Then after that, I went around my brassica bed. You may recall earlier this week, I said that I had noticed some of my brassicas have been nibbled. And some of the leaves around the bottom have started to turn yellow, which is quite normal for brassicas. And I've removed those, and then I've placed a cane in the ground and attached to that some bird scaring tape on the hope that it'll scare off any birds from eating my brassicas and leave them for me to eat. Whether it'll work or not I don't know but we'll see what happens. Then after that I went round and harvested a few more vegetables. I harvested a load of parsley just to clear that plant, a load of kale and some carrots that I still had growing in pots. Now this, this is going to go home and the parsley will probably be frozen but the rest will be going towards my dinner tonight. There's still plenty of food that is being harvested so we're not going hungry yet anyway. Well that's probably it for this week's diary but what have you been up to in your garden or allotment this week? Let me know in the comments on the blog. Now just to add to that diary section, on last night's live show, which I hold on Facebook on every Sunday night at 6pm, I did stop it over Christmas, but I relaunched again last night, I sowed some seeds. And the seeds that I sowed was some basil and some chives, just some herb seeds, just to start things off. So that can be added to the diary section as well. Now in last week's podcast, we saw the end of the calendar with the tip of a week from that. So a little feature I am now going to use is that I have found a little book called The Little Book of Allotment Tips, written by William Fort. So each week I'm going to read out a tip from that and we're going to start with tip one. A good allotment is worth waiting for, so be patient. Hold out for the allotment, which is best and most convenient for you, rather than being in a rush to grab the first plot which becomes available. Well, what is your thought on that tip? I know from my experience that I did grab the first allotment that I was offered and that did lead me to a battle that is still ongoing with cooch grass. Had I known beforehand, I probably would have found out what other plots were available and rather than rushing in to grab that first plot because I was so excited and desperate to make a start, I perhaps should have held off. Anyway, I can hear Lee approaching the podding shed, so come on in, Lee, and take a seat. Mate, I almost feel, I feel like I say this every time, I feel like I'm the co-presenter now of this podcast. Yeah, I think you pretty much are, really. You're probably the most common on here guest that I have. Yeah. Have you had any complaints, or...? No, of course not. Not that I know no, of, anyway. Right. No one well, said anything to me. Well, we'll carry on then. We'll carry, we'll carry on. on. We'll carry on. I'm on <laughs> yours just as much as you're on mine, so That's it true. balances that each true. other out. How are you, mate? You good? I'm good. How's yourself? Yeah, good. I had a good Christmas. It was fun and uh, got lots of great presents. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, everything you can ask for Christmas, to be honest with you. Yeah. Did you eat too much and drink too much? Yeah, I, I, I did. I'll be honest with you. Like, this is like proper health kick year. I say it every year, but I'm, I'm proper going to go for it, I promise you. Right. Well, that, funny enough, brings you nicely on to what we want to talk about today. And that is... Our plans for 2020 in the garden and the fact you're going for the health kick does that mean you're planning to grow more fruit and veg to eat definitely man like i think i've told you told you a lot about my troubles in the garden especially last year where not a lot well i had a lot growing but i lost a lot during them hot them hot hot weeks do you know what i mean so 
I've sorted something out now. I've sorted that watering system. I think I've talked about it millions of times. Well, you, haven't, uh, you got... haven't talked about it on this podcast, so talk have about I, it. Have I not? No. Oh, I've, I've spoke to you privately about it. Well, anyway, look, so I had these issues with uh, the heat, and um, I'm away for, like, weeks at a time in the summer, like the prime season for growing. And uh, Olive's great. My little daughter, she's four years old. She loves getting involved with Daddy. But when I'm away, I can't trust her to water the garden. So I've set up. I mean, this is maybe controversial in, in water-saving terms, Rich, but I've set up a tap system, so it's, it's a timer connected to the tap. A hose pipe is buried from one end of the garden. I'm quite lucky uh, in Essex where I am. I've got quite a nice long garden, uh, but the hose pipe is buried from one end of the garden all the way to the end where the main growing area is. Yeah. And then, real simple, I've just... I've lucky uh, I had loads of hose pipe left over. But just above my trucks, which um, I'm growing in, so it's nice and contained, nice and easy to grow in, I've just cut a few holes in the hose pipe, so then it just sprays out. It's a really nice, easy sprinkler system, nice and cheap, not a lot of dosh. And fingers crossed that's going to save me throughout them hot summer months that we uh, we seem to keep getting now, mate. Yes, yeah, well, I, that's a very, very good point that you've made there. Those summer months, and as you know, I'm busy throughout the summer with my day job. And watering yep. is one of those things that I find a real struggle to do efficiently. And that's something that I've been thinking a lot of in 2020 is how I can be a bit more efficient with my watering. And I like your setup. I really do. My only complaint with it, and this is my personal opinion, is I like, like to use water butts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've been experimenting a lot this year with various pumps to try and get the water sprayed around the vegetable batch. And I think I've figured a way out that it's going to work using these pumps in the same way that you've got, but on the, the pumps are going to run off a timer from the shed. And hopefully they'll come on, they'll water everywhere that needed, perhaps 7 o'clock in the morning, then I haven't got to worry about anything about that. That's my plan with one of the projects that I'm planning this year. Question with these pumps, man. Like, one, how much is this pump costing? Because I've got... I'll tell you why I'm asking, because I've also... I've had a water butt since I've moved into this house mm -hmm. and I've never got rid of it, but also never connected it up. And now I've got a new area where I can connect up to some guttering. I also have that option where I could possibly get a pump and use it. So how much am I looking for a pump? Right. Well, that depends on what type of pump you want. Now, one of the cheaper ones that I've got cost me about £25 from Amazon. And that's fine. It pumps water around. I use it mainly for pumping water from one water butt to another because I'm such a water freak, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine for that. And it'll be fine for sort of my setup where I'm just hoping it will just push water around the garden effectively. Yeah. Or I got a hose lock one, which is about 80 quid, but that creates a really good pressure. That's good enough for a normal hose sort of pressure, or okay. like your setup, or even using it on drip timers and stuff. 80 quid feeders. though, man. 80 quid is a lot of money. Then there's another one I've seen that's about 120 quid. Nah, it's... that's too much. But 25, I feel like 25 is a good, yeah. good starting point. Yeah, and that's what I call low-pressure, high-volume pump. So it'll pump a lot of water, but a very low pressure, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm. It's not enough to spray water around, but it'll move water around. Yeah, that sounds like a good option for me, because my growing area is not massive anymore. So, like I say, I'm growing in trugs a lot now, so just to control it a lot easier. Yeah. So you say you've, your growing area has got smaller. 
Is that because you are working so much away in the main prime time that you're just going for the smaller is more? Yeah, do you know what? When I first started off, I had a massive allotment, which I absolutely loved doing. I did it with my brother and we had such a good time doing it. And then, um, and that was when I had, I had a what I call a normal job, which uh, I miss a little bit now sometimes when I think of it. <laughs> but I had, I had a bit more time. And then when when you sort of ridiculously, you think you're going to go into the garden industry, like I have, and done the media stuff, and you have more time to garden. And it turns out, like I say, I'm away during that prime time. I'm plenty of time during the week, winter, Rich, as you know. But yeah. that prime time, I miss out on. So, so I had the allotment. And then when I'm away, when me and my brother are away, that's the weeds, as you know, go crazy. And uh, then you just come back and you're weeding all the time. Uh, so I've had a smaller allotment in my own garden yeah. and some trucks. And it and it just turned out exactly the same thing happened. The smaller allotment just turned into hassle, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. You want to come, you want to come back and not just do weed, loads of weeding and and work. Do you know what I mean? So, and the trucks were always a a blessing. Do you know what I mean? So. So yeah, I lost the little allotment and now I've just got the trugs nice and easy. Right, fair enough. So it's just the way it is, mate. Oh, absolutely. We all know what it's like. I mean, as you know, you know what my summer's been like this year. I've been rushed off my feet with work Yeah. Um, to the point that I like to spend at least half hour every day on my allotment to keep on top of the weeds. Yeah. There was days that wasn't possible this year. Fully... Well, we know from the council on you, weren't they? On your back, mate. Oh, they're on my back every year. They weren't too bad this <laughs> year, but, but they're on everyone's back down my allotment site every year from what I've understood now, so I'm not too worried about it. But, again, <laughs> that half hour every night made all the difference in keeping on top of everything. Unfortunately, yeah. when I was so busy, because my work went crazy and a lot of people were not in, I was doing four people's work which meant I had no time for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's something that the next year as well is I want to make sure that regardless of what work isn't important at the end of the day, I want to make sure I get that half hour down the allotment at least every day. Yeah, um, it's really important, mate. Oh, it totally is. This year, I really want to make sure I spend that half hour. And work is not important. I mean, yes, it pays the bills and everything, and I worry more about my customers than anything. But at the end of the day... I've got to worry about myself and what I enjoy doing because gardening for me, it's not just about growing your own food. It's about being able to decompress from everyday life and I don't really get stressed, but you know what I mean? It's that five minutes, ten minutes just to get yourself back into gear. Definitely, mate. Why do we all have gardens? Why do we always all have allotments and why do we almost put that pressure? Everyone that's got an allotment almost puts an extra pressure on himself to do more garden. Why do we do that? The main thing is have that time to yourself or with the people that join you there get your hands a bit messy and um yeah yeah enjoy it do you know what i mean so yeah absolutely the point of it now have you got any other main projects or anything you're planning on building this year oh that's a good question no no that is actually one of my and we're not using the word resolution are we but that's one of my main aims (laughs) for this year right don't build anything because this is this is a big mistake i've done year in year out I've always done a big project yeah. in the garden. And then, guess what Guess what goes to the wayside, mate? The plants. So, this year, 2020, focus on the plants. Don't be building no big sheds or structures or anything like that, Lee. Just stick to the plants. Look after that, that veg. That's my main aim. And, and also, because obviously, I, I think I might have said this. I've said it to you definitely, Rich, before. 
I want to go to my mum's next year with all the veg for Christmas. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to be doing the complete opposite. I've got a plan for several building jobs going on. Oh, let's hear it. Well, the first thing is, I don't know if you remember when you came down, I had an area that I called the Pottage It's sort of in front of a greenhouse. It's a bit of a wildlifey area. Mm-hmm. Well, everything in there is being ripped out, oh. except for one tree. How come? Basically, I don't like the look of it. Now, I don't normally like... Uh, I'm not really an aesthetic person, but I've got to the point I'm just... It just looks a mess. And apart from the raspberries and the elderberry, there's nothing edible in there. Right. And something that I want my garden to be is everything is edible. I really like this idea. Yeah. So my plan is I'm going to clear it all out. I'm going to plant a apple tree or maybe a couple and make it like a mini orchard. I might sow some meadow seeds, which obviously aren't edible, but they're going to help the bee population and everything, which will help the bee, the um, apples. All important, mate. All important. And then on the, all around the edge, I'm going to plant loads of herbs to make like a, a border. You know, in the sort of Victorian gardens, they would use the box trees to make a border around the edging. Yes, I'm yes, going to yes. do that, but with herbs. Oh, nice idea, mate. What sort of herbs are you going to use for it, though? Uh, it's going to be a mixture of tarragon, rosemary, lavender, uh, probably a bit of thyme. Anything that I can find will do it. Really good thing about that as well is when you're walking along the paths, it's going to smell awesome. You brush against them. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. And it's going to make it, again, it's that edible side of things. As I said, everything in my garden, I want to be edible. Uh, I know I've mentioned to you before that I want to get rid of my ivy, and I know you're not keen on that idea. I like that ivy, mate. I like a bit of greenery, do you know what I mean? But (laughs) I don't, I'm pretty sure, and you can correct me if you want, but I'm pretty sure you can't eat ivy, can you? No. No, it's poisonous, I believe. I've never eaten it. (laughs) Okay, so anyone listening, don't eat ivy. Just don't, yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't Don't do it. it. Don't do it. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's not going to be a project for this year, the ivy, getting rid of that. That's going to be a next year's one. But all that ivy will be replaced with grapevines. Oh, yeah, nice. That'd be good. You say something yeah. about, we talked about hops the other day. Yes, we was, yes. Are you going to go hops-wise? I thought about doing hops in that same area. Uh, the trouble is I don't drink, so I feel a bit like, what's the point in me growing mm. hops? Good point. But you could sell the Veg Grow Podcast beer. Hmm, a good thought. I don't know how that would stand legally, but <laughs> I like the idea. Or well, everyone comes around for a barbecue and it's a homegrown there you, beer. There you go, mate. Sorted. Yeah, yeah. Could be done. Could be done. Well, I'm going. I'm growing hops this year. I want, I'm, I'm desperate. Do you know some guys called uh, the Thirsty Gardeners? Yes, I do. They're very good, aren't they? Yeah, really good. And I, I messaged uh, Nick about uh, growing hops about a year ago now, and he gave me. I can't. I don't know where my phone is, but he gave me a really good hop, easy to grow. Apparently, well, easy to grow, isn't he? I, I believe so. Yeah, I've never grown them. I've looked into it before, but because I don't drink, I decided not to. Yeah, I'm going to grow them. I'm going to. Well, the reason I want to grow them is because. I've got, uh, and you come the other week, didn't you, to that, mm-hmm. the pub where I do the plants in, and they want to grow their own hops. To yeah. They've got their own brewery and stuff like that. So we're going to try and grow our own hops in Colchester, mate. Fantastic idea. And I can see that working really well in that, that pub. That's the Three Wise Monkeys in Colchester, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are starting to persuade me about growing hops, so I might have to go do some research and find a hop farm or find somewhere that sells hop plants and go and actually do a podcast from there, get some information on this. Yeah, it could be interesting. Oh, this is a right tangent. There is an actual podcast called... Now, what's it called? Like, Grow My Own Beer. 
where he oh, really? where he grew his own. It's a whole po- it's, it goes throughout the whole year. Sorry for the tangent, Rich. A ho- right. It goes through the whole year where he starts growing hops, and by the end of it, he um, brews it. Really good podcast. I must find out what it's called now, but really good podcast. We're going to have to get in touch with him. Yeah. If we're both going to grow hops, I can see us both making some podcasts on this. Definitely, mate. Going way off on the tangent. Yeah, I now. mean, I feel like I've pushed you into it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> but again, I see this being the same as like this apple tree I want to buy. I'm going to go to an apple uh, orchard that sells apple trees and get some advice from them Yeah. on how to grow it for the podcast. Again, I'm going way off the gardening, but I just feel that's an opportunity I have there. Yeah, definitely, man. For us, the listeners, do you know what I mean? Like, it's good... Even for us today, I'm sometimes useless, especially with apple trees and trees as a whole, knowing what mm. to plant in my garden. So, you know, it's all good. Well, the, the trouble I have with kind of apple trees is you buy an apple tree, you plant it, you water it, and you don't really, apart from your feeding, you don't do much for it. And when it comes to like a podcast in my style, it doesn't have any content with it once it's planted. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's simple. Yeah, I yeah. Hear I hear you, mate. Um, so what else is going on with your allotment, mate? What have, what other plans? So you're getting rid of this wildlife Get, area. You must be putting another wildlife area somewhere else to replace well, it. Well, I'll be putting up bird boxes and bat boxes and all those sort of things before I even start removing the, uh, the, the that area and hedgehog boxes as well. Yeah, yeah. That'll hopefully replace those. And I'm hoping because of the extra trees and the, the orchard feel is going to help boost the wildlife anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, I've got a few other plans. Uh, the first thing, I've got a wooden truck, and I think I've spoken about this before. Wooden truck at home, but it's falling to pieces. Hmm, what are you going to do? I am going to take the legs off and the base out, and then it's still got this sort of rectangular frame. And when my dad built it, he filled the inside with pond liner. Okay. So my idea here is I'm going to put in the base a load of perlite... And then a load of compost on top and then take it down the allotment and pot it on the ground and use it as a wicking bed. Now the wicking bed works by having like a water store underneath. Right. And then that wicks the water up through the top into the soil. So you're basically saving on watering. That's my idea, yes. Mm, that's a good idea, man. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be saying, I hate waste, as you know, and I just don't want to get rid of it but at the end of the day it's going to fall down if i'm not too careful so what can i do with it and i can see this sort of wicking bed being another great idea as another way of producing much more food how can you stop that stuff from overflowing it just never has overflowed i don't know how yeah. it just hasn't it's quite hasn't, big hasn't so got like any drainage holes or nothing no no it hasn't yeah. it's literally pond liner I think because it is quite big and it's full of so much compost that it's soaked up all the compost and then when the sun has came out, it's dried it. Oh, good. That's a nice... I like that idea. And then another thing I'm going to build is some hydroponic beds. Yeah, this really interests me, this sort of thing. I'm looking at the top of my chicken run. Yeah. And I see that I normally put some pots and stuff on there in order to make use of that space. But I reckon if I put a couple of these sort of hydroponic beds and i haven't figured them out so i don't really know what i'm going to do with them are you going to make your own going to make my own Ooh, yes that'll be an interesting little make i do like the idea of the bought hydroponic kits that do exist and i've got a couple of the ikea ones i don't know if you've seen those no well they're they're like a rectangular tray a bit like a, a standard seed tray that we would buy from a garden center that sort of size yeah um and they're designed to go inside more rather than outside right and they're okay. It's more for salad, and I've got plenty of salad. No danger of that. Yeah, you smash a salad this year, mate. 
the hydroponics seems like a, a way of maximizing space in a small area and there's no weeding yeah and if it works out quite well it might be something i look at doing more in the future but until i do a small area i don't know how it's going to plan out you got to try it out mate you you got to see see what works and what don't work absolutely i mean i haven't figured it out quite how i'm going to do it but my uncle who lives in canada he has a couple of hydroponic beds at home and he sent over some designs that he's made from his own if it works for him then fingers crossed mate it's going to work for you and then if it yeah. never works for you, then I'll have a go at it. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Richard Suggin does the jobs that you don't need to. Yeah, and again, it'll work well for you when you're away in the summer. That is true, mate. All these things, all that, uh, you know, would you call it a, a wicker bed? Wicking bed, A wicking yes. bed. I mean, that is going to be, I think I might even start on that, to be honest with you. Because that sounds like yeah. a really quick and easy option to look after your plants. So, apart from that, any other bigger plans that you have for this year? Um, one of the plans, another. I mean, I know I said I weren't going to make anything, so it's really hard to. One of the things I've got, I've got an idea, and I've always wanted to do it is strawberries in guttering. Have you tr- have you tried it? I've tried it. I didn't get along with it, if I'm honest. Well, see, I've seen pictures of it before where it's been done. and The strawberries look amazing. The only thing is the guttering doesn't look very doesn't look very deep no and that's the problem i mean or that's yeah that's my question to you like surely it just dries out yeah that's what i found when i tried it it was it, it needed watering at least twice a day in the height of summer it's no good then is it well with your watering system you might be able to come up with something good point i mean that's um, that could be what the pump's for yeah or another option is to mulch the top with a load of straw to try and hold in a lot of the moisture and don't use black guttering I think they might do a grey or white guttering. Yeah, they do. That's true. Mm, yeah. So, is that all your plans in? That's 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 all my grow your own plans. Yeah. And um, and just not going too crazy. I just want to succeed again. So, I mean, I've, yeah. I've been 2019 was a bit of a downer for me because everything turned to dust, and I hate that, man. Like, I don't, yeah, I just don't you know. Grow your own is what I'm all about, and it's what I love doing. And uh, when you come into the house with a, a tomato plant that basically falls apart when you just look at it, uh, yeah. it don't don't fill you with much joy. And you know, Olive, like I say, Olive loves coming out in the garden with me, and you know, I, I lose dad points, mate. It's the biggest yeah. thing. You lose dad points. And now she started school. I don't need her going to school telling her teacher, Daddy's. A rubbish gardener. No, no. Well, she's not going to do that, is she? Well, she loves you too much. Not if I pay her enough, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the payment. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like grow your own wise. Like that's that's my main aim, and um, and growing my growing that Christmas dinner, dude, and and pumpkins yeah. as well. Like I'm a, I was 2018 grew some awesome pumpkins. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Again, I, this year I've I've missed out on them. Uh, so go into and this happens all the time and you know you can use pumpkins for other things than uh, lanterns or jack-o'-lanterns as they call them in America uh, I wasn't happy about going and buying a pumpkin to make turn into a jack-o'-lantern uh, see I hate I absolutely hate people buying pumpkins to turn into jack-o'-lanterns I knew you would mate that's why I mentioned it <laughs> And I'll, no, no offense to anybody that does it. I just find it incredibly wasteful. Oh, we're going, we'll go on tangent, whatever. <laughs> Let's go on tangent, pumpkin tangent. The the thing about buying pumpkins, and this is why I'm not happy about that. What I did this year about buying a pumpkin was mine cost a quid. It cost me a quid yeah. for this pumpkin, and there was so many of them. It was ridiculous. 
So imagine the farmer that has had to, the amount of water is goes into growing all these pumpkins, a lot that get dumped and thrown out, and a lot that rot on the doorstep of people like me, like me, rot on the doorstep of people's over Halloween. It just doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? In this world where we're worried about our planet, we're still yeah. going around growing thousands and thousands of pumpkins that just get dumped, basically. And there's hundreds and hundreds of hungry people, homeless people, who that one pumpkin could probably feed for a good week. Exactly. And do you know what? Before I even started growing my own on my allotment, it never really clicked with me. That, this is mental even to say this. But when I, when I, I mean, I knew nothing about Grow Your Own when I first started seven years ago. It never clicked with me. Oh, I could eat a pumpkin. Yeah. I just thought, oh, I bet them pumpkins taste absolutely disgusting. Like, no wonder people use them for jack-o'-lanterns. They must taste awful. Actually, yeah. it tastes incredible. You do so much with one. We've got, as I say, soup. We've, I've made curries out of them. There's so many things that they can be used for that just are not used. Yeah. And it really does get to me. Yeah. Big on the soup. Big on the roasted seeds, mate. So yeah. at the moment we've got Christmas. Let me. I think of something for Easter in a minute. Christmas and Halloween uh, is my main aims for 2020. Oh, fair enough. And to sort out the watering, by the sounds of it as well. And which the water, you've sorted. Well, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. This is gonna. I mean, it should. It 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 worked at the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, um, it was just too late for them smaller plants at the start, mate. And I'm. I think I'm pretty much along the same lines. I want to sort the watering out. I mean, that's going to be difficult on the allotment, but certainly at home, that's possible. Yeah, well, just sorry to interrupt you, Rich, but that's right. that, that, I mean, that seems to be a lot of what, like, I watch a lot of YouTube and podcasts and stuff. That seems to be a lot of what people are talking about more and more as the years go on. Like, even when I first started, I never really had to think about that too much. We seem to get these really intense few weeks in summer that, you know... It seems that everyone's thinking about water and a lot more. We used to get away. It seems like we used to get away with it a lot more, but now we get these really intense weeks that that can kill stuff off. So watering does seem to be something that people talk about a hell of a lot more. Okay, well that's a big project for us all to try and figure out an com- uncomplicated watering system that we can pass on to everyone. There we go, mate. Well, that's it. I think we are. We've done now. So thank you so much for joining me in the Podding Shed tonight, Lee. Anytime, mate. I've really enjoyed it. No doubt I'll be back yeah, soon. Of course. And uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, mate. Thank you. Happy New Year to all our listeners. And if any listeners out there have any plans that they would like to share with us, then get in touch. You can visit the blog post at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can email me, richard at thevegrowerpodcast.co.uk. Or you can get in touch through any social. Just search for the Veg Grower Podcast. Or if you want to contact Lee, then please do. Um, just type in Skinny Jean Gardener and it will probably pop up. It will definitely pop up. There ain't many Skinny Jean Gardeners, so it will definitely pop up. Lovely. Great stuff. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> with that, please take care, and I will see you again next time. <laughs>